to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. and welcome to Empower, the podcast that has one sole purpose, which is to inspire you to live your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a lawyer, girl power advocate, grown independent woman, of course. I'm obsessed with self-love and personal development. So now I'm also the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will do my best to make sure that you can take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your everyday life. But for now, I am about to become your personal hype woman because it is my purpose to empower and I hope to do the same for you. Welcome to episode two. Today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. It's a bit of a buzzword at the moment. I think it has been for a little while. It's popping up around the place. So we'll talk about what it is, why it affects us and how to overcome it. Imposter syndrome was once described to me as feeling like a fraud in your own life or feeling like you're living a life that isn't yours. I've since realized the term imposter syndrome is quite multifaceted. So when I was initially given this definition, I didn't necessarily understand it or think it applied to me. So I didn't really give it too many thoughts, but it's broader than just feeling fraudulent and out of place. And ironically, a few months after I sort of looked into it and wondered whether it applied to me and then decided, no, it didn't. I started having all of these feelings and didn't know whether there was a word for, for one, for these feelings that I was experiencing, but also upon reflection, I realized it's feelings that I've been experiencing basically my entire life. So for me, imposter syndrome is driven more by feelings of self-doubt, a lack of confidence and and feeling inadequate and it creates feelings of not being worthy of success. Often it can manifest to the point that you don't feel like you're deserving of the life that you live or your accomplishments are rightfully yours and it feels uncomfortable to celebrate them. So I was reading up on imposter syndrome before I recorded this episode and I found a wide range of definitions which all point to imposter syndrome is affecting people who cannot internalize, own, and accept their accomplishments, no matter how successful they may be. Many people experience imposter syndrome for a variety of reasons. Some believe it's related to personality traits, childhood and family, environment, or institutionalized discrimination. So I, when I was having a read, I realized all of these potential reasons that someone 
could suffer from imposter syndrome more than the normal person all somehow fit into my life. And I don't know if that's like some horoscopy stuff because you know how whenever you read your horoscope, it's always going to relate to you, but it all related to me. So I suggest if you're listening along and you're like, I don't know if this applies to me, I don't know if this is how I would describe the feelings that I feel sometimes, then just look it up and Google it and see what you think, because it might. It's very common, so it might. I've experienced imposter syndrome on a number of occasions, and it stems from different places. I think that when you're young or a woman or brown or all three, in my case, or a part of any group that is discriminated against or for which stereotypes exist, you have to fight 10 times harder for spaces that are not traditionally yours. You just do. And if anyone that doesn't belong to any or all of these groups tries to tell you otherwise, they don't know what they are talking about because they've never experienced it, because they've had the privilege of not having to. The irony with imposter syndrome is that you actually get into the space that you've been fighting for, or you reach the goal that you've been busting your ass for. You get that job, you finish your degree, you start your business, you start finally reaping the rewards after what is often years of very hard work. And then suddenly you feel like a fraud or that you you don't deserve any of it or that you don't belong in this part of your life. For example, I was told that I was taking a really big risk in trying to condense my law degree down to three and a half years. Because I'm Māori, And because Māori students don't have the best statistics when it comes to pass rates at university. And I'm not going, I know the way that I sounded that sounded, it didn't sound blasé, but I've told this story a number of times. And I'm not going to waste energy on discussing how problematic that whole situation was. That is a discussion for another day. But what we do know is that with the help of my older brother who is a genius and at the time was studying his master's in electrical engineering and builds rockets now. The reason I say it was with his help is because he's the one that told me not to listen to that because he knows me and he knows what I'm capable of. And he empowered me to understand that actually I don't need to listen to this person that doesn't know a whole lot, has never done a law degree, and I just need to trust my instincts. Anyway, back to the the story. What we do know is that I ignored that advice I finished my law degree in three and a half years because no one was going to tell me that I can't do something, especially when it has anything to do with my papa. when I know what my ancestors intended for me. And, and that comes all the way down to my parents and that comes all the way down to me. I know what is intended for me and I know what I'm capable of. It's really important to have a decent support network around you because I don't know whether I would have felt as empowered to push ahead with what I wanted to do, which was to finish my law degree quickly, if I didn't have the right people around me encouraging me and reminding me who I am. Might I also add onto that story, I had an A- minus average GPA with overloaded courses in every semester. So if anyone listening ever hears someone say that a Māori student may not achieve because they are Māori, make sure you tell them what's good, please. And that's the watered down version of what I think you should say, but I'll leave that up to you. I think it's quite clear what I think you should say, but we're not going there on my podcast. (laughs) But at the end of all that, I handed in my last assignment and I went out to dinner to celebrate with my parents and I graduated and none of it gave me the feeling that I'd anticipated. 
I was proud of the effort that I'd made because I'd worked really hard and I'd made a lot of sacrifices in order to to get to where I wanted to be and to achieve that goal. I knew how much it meant to my parents. And if you don't know me, my parents are my moon and my stars and my sun. <laughs> so I would I would die for them. I would do anything for them. But the whole thing still felt like an out-of-body experience. Like I was watching it happen to someone else because I couldn't imagine it happening to me. Despite objectively understanding that I did that, I knew that I did that. And I'd worked hard for it, but it just didn't feel like it was a success that I deserved, nor one that I should even be celebrating. And that was imposter syndrome. And it's manifested in a number of ways, like I've said. That one is a big one, because even now I still feel like I don't deserve to celebrate what I achieved, because like I find it hard to believe that I did that. And maybe that's because of all of the institutionalized discrimination that I've been getting my whole life, which is not just something that I experience. It's a lot of experiences of a lot of the people that are close to me and everyone else and probably many people that are listening to this, which is another story for another day, like I say. So how do we conquer these feelings and how do we get past them? Because we deserve to celebrate our achievements, full stop. And to let this imposter syndrome start consuming you and taking over your life and making it really difficult for you to embrace and enjoy your successes. What do we do to stop it? So I've got some tips. I'm not a psychologist, but these tips work for me. So I think it would be helpful for me to share them with you. So tip one, be kind to yourself and don't be too hard on yourself. We don't speak to ourselves the way that we speak to the people that we love. So if you start catching yourself thinking that I don't deserve to be celebrating this, like I feel uncomfortable in this space because I feel like people are going to realize I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what I'm thinking and I'm going to be really embarrassed when they figure out that I actually don't belong here or I shouldn't be here. If you start thinking those thoughts, imagine that it was one of your loved ones having a conversation with you and saying that they don't deserve to be where they are and they're not sure of themselves and they're afraid that people are going to realize that they're not sure of themselves. Even though you know that they did everything they could to earn their spot and they worked very hard to get there and you know what they're capable of, you would be very quick to reassure them that they totally deserve to celebrate their successes and they're amazing and they need to embrace it and just accept their greatness That's what I would do if it was one of my loved ones coming to me and saying that to me. I would be hyping them up real hard. I don't think we have those same conversations with ourselves. I know I'm very hard on myself and I will be my harshest critic before anybody else. But we need to change that. And if you really catch yourself having a lot of negative self-talk in your head or having these really down buzz conversations with yourself, you need to reconsider that and you need to flip it. And ask yourself whether you'd be saying that to the people that you love the most. If you wouldn't speak to your best friend like that, why would you speak to yourself that way? Number two, tip number two, remember your past achievements. So this is to give you an objective reminder that actually you're just awesome. And you're allowed to accept that. And you have a track record of being awesome. So there is no reason to believe that you don't deserve to celebrate your awesomeness as you do more and you achieve more. 
and this doesn't even need to be like a traditional achievement. Like I realize in this conversation, I'm talking about my degree and studying university. It doesn't even need to be that serious. It doesn't. Just a time that you were able to overcome something challenging. We all overcome a number of really challenging things in our lives, depending on what our experience is. And it's always going to be different. But one thing that is common is that no one gets through life without overcoming challenges. It's just a part of life. Remember that and remember the outcome and remember how you felt before you were able to achieve what you did. And no doubt you were questioning at that time whether you were capable of doing it, but then you did it. And there's no denying that. I think part of it also, it's important to then visualize future successes and manifest them for yourself and and do all the positive affirmations. And I'm not necessarily somebody who's going to stand in a mirror and recite positive affirmations, at least not naturally. It's not something that I initially would be comfortable doing, but maybe I should because I do believe in the power of manifestation and I believe in creating a life for yourself and your life is only going to be what you make it. And so it's really important not only to acknowledge your past achievements, but also realize there's many more to come. So number three, recognize imposter feelings when they emerge. So that way you can jump on them sooner rather than later. Obviously with the tips that we've already talked about, and a few more to come. And that's just a part of getting to know yourself and becoming really familiar with yourself and recognizing when your thought patterns change. And that takes time. And that's just about being really mindful and really thoughtful of the way that your mindset affects the way that you feel. That comes with time. I'm still working on it. So I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I just know what helps me. (laughs) This helps me. So tip number four, know yourself, be brave, start to develop confidence in who you are and what you have to offer. To do this, you really need to just stop letting people tell you what you can and can't do, which is much easier said than done, I understand, but you've just got to stop. You've got to stop letting people tell you what you're capable of. You need to stop comparing yourself to other people and you need to have some conviction. Don't let other people make you doubt your reasons for success. I remember soon after I finished my law degree and I started my first job, and unfortunately the story that I'm about to tell has happened a number of times since then, but this was sort of the first experience that I had of it. A colleague told me that it must be so easy for me to get jobs or to do well or to work my way up because I'm pretty. And she's wrong. That's not true. I get to where I need to to go because of who I am, because of my values and my skills and my intelligence and my work ethic, not because of how I look. And I realize there's a, there's a conversation to be had about pretty privilege. And I understand that generally, but looking at a certain type of, or looking a certain type of way is no justification for minimizing your success. And if anyone tries to do that, Try not to internalize that. I've, from the moment that comment was made to me, I never internalized it because I knew that was coming from somebody who didn't feel as secure in their position uh, and, and within themselves. And that was a reflection of how they were feeling. And luckily, I was able to understand that. And of course, I've had that comment come up more times the longer that I've been working in the industry. And Every time I know that 
it's coming from somebody else's insecurity. It's got nothing to do with me and it definitely should not make me feel as though I'm not worthy of being where I am or I'm not worthy of having achieved what I've done because I only got it because I was pretty or because I'm pretty. Because that's not true. It's not true. Maybe that happens for for other people in other places, but I know me and I know that I have so much more to offer than just what I look like. So I really encourage you all to, to really develop some confidence in knowing who you are and what you bring to the table. Because once you can stand strong in your conviction, then no one can shake you and no one can try to convince you of, of otherwise. The final tip that I have is to just seek support. If all else fails, if imposter syndrome is still plaguing you and overwhelming you, just seek help. My next episode is going to be about asking for help when you're really going through it. And so I'll expand on that there. But again, I'm not a psychologist. We're not having a one-on-one conversation because I'm talking and you're listening. So if it's something you're really struggling with, then talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. There's no weakness in doing that. And it doesn't have to be a professional. It could be a professional, but it doesn't have to be. Just have a conversation with somebody you know. Chances are, if they're not going through it as well, they have gone through it before. And that's all I've got for you today. So for now, I will love you and leave you. Like I said, do tune into my next episode if you want to hear a bit more about knowing when to ask for help. But otherwise, I hope you have an awesome day and make sure you do something for yourself that makes you happy.